It seems like these days there's at least 20 different ways you connect, can connect with someone. It could be through text or email, call, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Zoom, Teams, video games, and that's just all the digital ways to connect to somebody. There's also connecting through hanging out or exercising together through your workplace, neighborhood, or school. The list could really go on and on. There's so many different ways that we connect with people. Connection and being connected is an important part of human life. When we don't feel connected, we get lonely. When we are connected, we tend to be happier and healthier. We tend to feel seen and understood. We might realize the importance of connection now in our lives more than ever. Well, our Bible is full of connection stories, stories about being in relationship with one another and with God. God created the world so that we would be connected. In the beginning, the connection was strong. Walking and talking hand in hand with God in the Garden of Eden. But once that fruit was eaten from the tree, the connection wasn't so visible. It wasn't so straightforward or face-to-face anymore. God would give, we would sin, God would save. Then God would give us new rules or gifts of how to live in a community together. God saved God's people from slavery in Egypt by this mighty act of parting the Red Sea. God promised a land filled with milk and honey, but we got impatient in the wilderness. And we started complaining. We started doubting God and thinking that life in Egypt might just be better than this. Even though every single day God gave us the gift of manna and quail. We so easily forgot the saving power of God and the gift of how to live in a community, how to be connected. So we would sin again. It went on and on and on in in the Old Testament just like this. You can look it up time and time again. We would sin. God would save. God would give us the gift of how to live in community with God and our neighbor. Maybe that's why the psalmist reminds us through what Addison read this morning that the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. God certainly was and is patient with us because just as much as we crave that connection with the Almighty God, God craves having a connection to us as well. And God wants us to live in community together. So something else needed to happen because those connections were hard to see. They were easily broken and fragile. God's people couldn't keep up with their end of the bargain. So in comes Jesus. God decided to take on flesh and bones to become one of us. There's no better way to connect. And what did Jesus do as he walked on this earth? He connected with people. 
Not just the people that we thought that he should connect with, he connected with everyone. Those deemed sick, unworthy, possessed, evil, unmoral, outcast, and misunderstood. Jesus healed them, he loved them, and he challenged them to a different place. But Jesus also broke bread with them. He gathered people around a table, around food, and he ate with them. He listened to them, he taught them, and he fed them. Like that time when Jesus had dinner with that tax collector Levi, it made all the religious leaders mad, and the disciples questioned what he was doing. But Jesus knew that making a connection through this meal could change Levi's life forever. And it did. Jesus asked Levi to give it all away and to follow him. Jesus' connection around the table made an enemy of the people a friend. Or that time around the table when that sinful woman came in and she anointed Jesus, breaking past barriers, everyone else at the table was appalled. But Jesus saw her heart. He saw that she was seeking forgiveness, and forgiveness is exactly what she got that day. Jesus's connection around the table with an uninvited guest brought about forgiveness. Or how about that time that Jesus opened up his table to 5,000 people, people that craved a connection with the miracle worker Jesus, and instead were cared for and fed by God in the flesh. Jesus's connection around the table shows compassion for those who hunger and thirst. One of my favorites is when Jesus notices Zacchaeus in the tree and invites himself over to his house. The one who felt like he was unseen was seen. Jesus's connection around the table reminds us to look for the unseen and those easily forgotten. Or what about that time after Jesus' death and resurrection where he met those two men who were brokenhearted over the news of Jesus' death because they had hoped. They had hoped that this Jesus was the Messiah and the Savior of the world. So Jesus walked with them and talked with them and opened up the words of Scripture together with them. Then when they arrived where they were going, they invited Jesus in to eat, and it was through the breaking of the bread that they realized that the risen Savior, the Messiah, was in their midst, the one that they had hoped for. Jesus' connection around the table taught. It gave hope and comfort to all people. Eating together, breaking bread, being connected was so important that on the night he was betrayed to be killed, he shared one last meal with his disciples. As they gathered in that upper room, Jesus wanted them to remember this moment, to remember his love and his grace. So he took two simple things, bread and wine, and he made them into the ultimate connection piece for us. It's beautiful that 2,000 years ago that happened, 
And yet we still celebrate that same remembrance at this table here today. We gather around for Jesus to give us grace and love, peace and mercy, and a real tangible reminder of our connection to God. Jesus' connection around the table gives us a glimpse of what the kingdom of heaven will be like. At St. John's, we celebrate different milestones throughout a child's life. These milestones are connection points where you grow deeper in faith and understanding, like baptism, where God names and claims you, or receiving your Bible, where you are connected to God's word in new and significant ways, explaining the church year, where you learn the connection to God through worship and the seasons of the church, or the milestone on giving, where you learn to trust God above all else and how to give from a generous heart. Today, 10 students will receive First Communion, the connection of God's grace and love for them for the first time. We celebrate these milestones. We make a big deal out of them because how you connect with God is so incredibly important to us. You will come up today to receive body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ and be connected at a table that spans throughout time and space. You will be at a table that connects you with all the saints that have gone before us, with Christians throughout the world, and with those yet to come. It's a visible sign of God's love for each and every one of you and all God's people. It's a beautiful thing, a sacred moment where you receive this sacrament. My prayer is always, always at First Communion that you never lose that sense of excitement, of mystery and of wonder as you receive the greatest gift of connection. Just as God gave the gift of food in the wilderness and Jesus gave the gift of food and sharing a table with so many, Holy Communion is like that. Communion is receiving. We don't pay for it. We don't work for it. God gives us this gift of Holy Communion out of care and love for us. And all we do is receive it. We call that grace. God's love given to us even though we didn't work to earn it. Just as Jesus was with his followers at all of those tables, Jesus is with us today in Holy Communion. Communion is a celebration, a time to give thanks, a time to remember, and a time to connect. Three summers ago, Eliana Everett, my mom, and I went to a worship service at WOW Urban Ministry, where some of the youth of St. John's had been working hard, loving their neighbor, and growing deeper in faith. It was my home congregation, and so it was a powerful moment as I presided at the table that I grew up around. As the tradition with WOW is, I presided, and then I handed over the bread and the wine to two students so that they could could commune their peers. 
At that point, I went back to get Eliana and I helped her up to the table. When it was our turn, she took the bread and wine and she ate it. And then she looked at me and said, Mom, more Jesus? I looked at her wide eyes and I said, do you taste God's goodness? Isn't that amazing? It reminds us of God's grace and love, and we can always have more of that. The connection at the table is that strong. We should always leave asking for more Jesus. We pray that God would make us vessels of God's grace and love. We pray that this meal around a table so powerful and so connected would fill us to overflowing so that we can share more Jesus with the world. We are fed through connections that we have so that we can go out and feed a world that is empty, craving more and more Jesus. Because God's love is strong. Because God's love is that much and always giving us more. When we break bread together, we see, Jesus's, we see Jesus face to face, and we realize that we are connected forever. Amen.